This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today, on the podcast, we're going to dive into a topic that every single disciple must embrace. I I think it actually sets disciples apart um, from just being uh, viewers or bystanders in their life of faith. Um, Some would say fans sitting in the stands versus players out on the field, right? And that is belief in action. Mm. A lot of times we think about belief, we think, well, of course I believe. Well, we know what the Bible says, right? Even the demons believe. Mm. It's, it's got yep. to be more than simple belief. Jer- Jeremy Camp said, I still believe. Jeremy Camp said, I still, and I do still believe. <laughs> I think he sang it. And I think uh, he has a movie about it. Too. He has a movie about it, which is an incredible story of, of uh, loss and faith. But we're not necessarily saying belief is bad. Obviously, we think belief is great. We're just saying that the way Jesus discipled, the way he, uh, the way we think about how Jesus in his culture led others mm-hmm. went beyond sitting in a classroom and teaching a lesson. And that is such a challenge for us because if you look at the church in America, we are eager to find that fill in the blank, step-by-step 101 process. If you would just give me a book that said Discipleship 101, and it has how many ever pages, and it has all these fill in the blanks, and you set me with someone who can fill those blanks in for me. There's something about that that just warms my heart. Yep. And it's so wrong. It's yep. not helpful at all. Filling in blanks does nothing when it comes to being a disciple. Well, and just the fact that people listening are saying, I like that because if I fill in the blanks, then I could complete it and right. move on to the next thing. I've accomplished the task. Now let's move on to the next one. Yeah. And that's the challenge we're trying. See, what we're trying to do in this podcast, we're trying to teach you how to think uh, Hebraically. We're trying to take what you already know and maximize it with some new perspectives and and some ways to look at things a little differently. And we really believe if you stick with this, and we have way more in the weeks ahead, if you stick with this, we really believe your faith is going to be accentuated uh, we believe your faith is going to be, be taken to a new level. So just stay with us here. I'd love to hear some feedback as well. So as we talk about some of these things, which for, which for many of you, you've never heard before, it's okay. Um, and, and I've just learned them more recently as well. I want to hear from you. So let's interact. If you want to comment on, on Twitter or, or Facebook or Instagram and respond, we'd love to hear some feedback. Okay, let's jump back in. Today we're talking about belief and doing or belief in action. Okay. Believing and uh, doing, yes. Yeah. And last week we talked about how the Hebrew mind is about learning through doing. The Western mind is about learning through information gathering. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember that? So yes. the Eastern mind, let me put it this way. The, and this is a, I'm going to summarize a quote from Brad Young. Brad Young is a scholar from the Hebrew university study with David Flusser. Uh, Bob Lindsay, Shamul Shafrai, and the Hebrew University years ago. And uh, he says this. He says, the Eastern mind, Chris, loves riddles and mystery. Hmm. On the contrary, the Western mind, I love this, or the Western theologian, 
likes to explain a lot of things, but understands very little. The Eastern mind reveres God and his wonder in unexplainable mystery. So the Easterner says, I'm okay with mystery. I, I don't need to understand everything. But the Western mind attempts to systematize everything in the Christian life. Have you ever seen some of the systematic theology books written through, yeah. the, through the years? You've seen them. Yeah. They're big, okay? And they're uh -huh. helpful. But if they're not applied, they're just a bunch of pages in a book. Well, and what, and what, and what the key point here is this. We can reduce God down to a doctrine in a book and lose wonder mm. and lose amazement. Here's what you got to understand. Jesus never wrote a creed. Hmm. He never occupied himself with being a systematic theologian. Jesus was a profound theologian, even though he didn't write anything down. But I want you to understand, Jesus stressed one thing, belief in action. Hmm. Okay. And that's what we're going to talk about today, belief and action. So let me put it this way. If you ask, uh, if you're talking about God and a Western Greek American wants to describe God, the question you typically ask is what is God like? Mm -hmm. Okay. What is God like? Okay. So the answer is, okay, what is God like, Chris? What would you say? Um, I would start describing God based on some, you know, some biblical things like he's sovereign, sovereign. Uh, he's just, he's yes. holy. Yes. Uh, I would say he's love, love. Yeah. I was going to say uh, that one too. Yeah. Okay. So uh, wrath, I would even say wrath. Yeah. Wrath, justice. Yes. God is a God of justice. Okay. Now, none of those would be wrong. All of those would be right, but we're starting off the, 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 the argument with the wrong question. See, the question, what is God like, leads you to an answer that is more explanatory, okay? In an Eastern culture, you're not asking, what is God like? You're asking, what does God do, mm. <laughs> right? What does God do? In other words, if you want to learn something, you watch and observe what a person does. You don't sit down and collect facts about them. Hmm. This is why Chris and, and our discipleship audience gonna love this. This is why imitation is always more than information. Hmm. I get an amen. Imitation. An amen. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> imitation is more than information because we know a lot of people who can regurgitate, regurgitate information for a spiritual, biblical, theological test. Mm. They can quote scripture better than anybody, but they're as far from God as a Pharisee. Yeah. If that was the way that you want to get close to God, the Pharisees had it nailed. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus never would have called them out if that was the end goal. Yeah. And what did Jesus say? Listen to what they say, mm. but don't do what they do. Okay. Hello. This is why we talked about this a couple weeks ago. This is why Martin Luther, and we have a lot of respect for Martin Luther, mm -hmm. but I think he was uh, wrong on this. I'll just say it. I think he was wrong oh, on his perspective. I, I know. I know. He was wrong now, and it wasn't really his fault because he was a product of his culture. Now, you know what someone said years ago? He said, listen, I am 95% right on everything I teach. This, this theologian pastor was saying this. He said, I'm 5% wrong on something, and the 5% is heretical. The problem is I don't know what 5% of what I'm teaching that is. Hmm. And I think the joke yeah, is... That, that's going to be an issue. <laughs> yeah, and I think the joke is 
we're all off on some things. I mean, all of us are off. Martin Luther was off on things. John Wesley was off on some things. John Calvin was off on some things. You're off on some things. I'm off on some things. That's, a lot of that's things what I'm we all have to realize. No one has it perfectly. If God is God, then there's no way any of us are 100%. Yeah, and here's our point. The point is we want you as an audience to search out this for yourself. Don't take our word for it. Don't say, well, Robbie said it, so it has to be true. Go study this yourself. You need to be a self-feeder, okay? This is why, back to Luther, Luther had such a hard time with James. And we talked about this. He hated the book of James, the epistle of James, so much. He wanted to rip it out of the canon because Luther, as a Westerner, thought in categories. And so his category was, it's got to be by grace and it's not by works. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to throw out James. But then James says, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith and I'll show you my faith by my works. Mm-hmm. So the question is, who's right? Mm-hmm. And if you remember from last week, the answer is what? Um, faith both. without works is dead. It's both. Okay. It's, both. <laughs> it's, it's always both. both. It's both. Okay. <laughs> and we'll, we'll finish with this, but I want to get back to this. Yeah. I mean, we'll move on from here, but when we get back from the break, but this is the thing I want you to get as we put a period on this. Jewish people did not think primarily in abstract terms, okay? They looked for concrete examples of people in the, people in the Bible, God himself, and they said, if God did this, we should follow God. So the question they asked was, not what was God like, what did God do? So they went back to Genesis, and they said, God, from Genesis 1, was an artist. God's an artist. He creates beautiful scenes and picturesque uh, hillsides and trees, and the creator God makes animals and human. I mean, that's the kind of God we serve. God's an artist. Number two, God's a creator. God creates things, and God births things. Number three, God is a, uh, God serves He ministers to his people, and he serves people. And so they said, if that's the case, we should follow and do what God does. He's an artist. He's a creator. He's a servant. Let's get more into that after this brief break. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back talking about faith belief, action, and how it's not one, but it's both. And it's important that we understand that it's not just believing something, but it's doing something about that belief. And really the actions that we take are proof of the belief that we have fruit, fruit of the belief that we have. Yeah. And so let's take it a step further. So with this idea of thinking and doing, remember not one or the other, what is God like and what does God do? It's a both and. Okay, let's move on to abstract versus dynamic. Whoa, I don't even know what that means. Now, this is big, but it's going to be simple once you understand it. Okay, 
abstract versus dynamic, okay? Abstract's more of an, a, a description, information. Dynamic is more action, okay? So when the word dynamite, okay? Dynamo, that, that is more action, okay? So here's okay. the question. If you have a frog, this is, this is a great illustration. It's the best I got. I don't, I don't, it's probably not the best, but it's the best I got. If you have a frog and you want to understand the frog, okay, from an abstract approach, which is a very Western Greek American approach, how do you understand a frog, Chris? And the question is, did you have biology class? Yeah, the answer is yes. Um, I, I do remember dissecting a frog. Did you? And you get in there and it is disgusting. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I felt actually, bad. Well, I actually felt so bad. I didn't actually do it. When I went to college at William Carey, I had to have a science to graduate. Okay. Had to. And I took biology. This is, this is true. Three years in a row and dropped it every time right when we're leading up to the dissection part. I like took the you first drop class. It because of the frog? Oh man, I couldn't take it. I just got nervous. I didn't like blood back then. I still don't particularly you like dropped it. dropped a class because you didn't want to dissect a frog. Maybe. Come on. Maybe. <laughs> so listen, my, my, my last year before I graduated, the uh, guidance counselor said, uh, Mr. Gallaty, you have to have a science to graduate. I said, okay, what other options are there? She said, advanced chemistry. Oh, Yes. I'm going biology. I'm going biology. In hindsight, what was I thinking when I was trying to diagram the amino acids of the body? I mean, yeah. So that's, that's what happened to me with biology. Okay. Ah. So if you're an American Western Christian, like, or just an American Western Greek thinker, when you want to understand something, you pin the frog on the table, right? Oh boy. Yes. You open the frog up with a scalpel in a small incision and you take the organs, you take the muscles, you take the skin. I know it's great. We need a warning on this podcast for ages 13 and younger. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're doing it in school too, by the way. <laughs> and you're looking, well, I see it's following me here. You're looking at the body parts through a microscope, okay? Mm. And what you're lo looking for is you're looking for the way the, the respiratory system works. You're looking for the way the circulatory system works. You're looking for the way the brain. I mean, you're looking for all of these things in the animal, okay? It's a very mm -hmm. Western approach. An Eastern approach, which is very dynamic, would forego the incision, and they would look at more, watch this, environmental things. Mm -hmm. So a very Eastern approach would be, we're looking at a frog, but we don't want to know what's on the inside. We want to know the birth patterns. We want to know the breeding practices. We want to know the tone of the croak from the pond that the frog lived on, okay? And by understanding the tone of the croak, it's a very dynamic approach. Why? Because we're learning about the habitat. We're learning about the environment. Now, this isn't the best example, but this shows you. A dynamic thinker, don't miss this, mm. wants to learn how the frog lives. Mm. It wants to simply understand how the frog lives. A very abstract approach, understand how the animal functions or the, the circulatory system of the, of the way the animal functions and you see the difference. So mm. what does that have to do with the Christian life? I think it's a both and, okay? Now, why is this important? Because if you study the Bible and you, you would agree with me, 
the Israelites' history is documented by God in history books. So a perfect example of this would be when God gives the, the Jewish nation uh, a, a book to follow, right? So he gives them a book about how they should live and where they should go and what they should do. And notice, which is interesting, he doesn't give them a bunch of ideas. I mean, think of the Bible, Chris. It's not a book filled with ideas on what to do and do's and don'ts. It's not chicken soup for your soul. No, well, <laughs> I didn't go there, but yeah, it's not your uh, best day now. It's not everyday Friday, which uh, is easy turbo. It could be everyday Sunday. It should be everyday Sunday. But anyway, God revealed himself. You ready for this? In history. He didn't give them a book of ideas. He showed them how he acted mm -hmm. and what he did and how he loved them and what he created. Okay. His being and his character and his nature was not explained through propositions. It wasn't given through theology. It was displayed, Chris, through action. Now watch this. Most of the Old Testament, this is mind-blowing, and we'll end with this. Most of the Old Testament is a historical collection of books. Mm. And even the books that are not historical, like the Song of Solomon and Proverbs and Job and Ecclesiastes, they have concrete examples of human life as subjects mm. and not systematic propositions. Wow. So if God's a God who acts and God's a God who does, the question is, how are we learning? How are we growing? How are we developing? And it's not just learning a bunch of information, which information is good. Remember, information should lead to imitation. Oh, that's right? good. So we learn to do. We don't learn to critique. We don't learn to judge. We don't learn to condemn. We learn to do. And we Hello. say, you ready for this? If God's a God who loves, then I need to love. If God's a God who forgives, then I need to forgive. If God's a God who welcomes the unbeliever and the stranger and the alien, then I need to do the same. Hmm. That's another good word. And uh, again, we want to thank everyone for listening. We know you've got a lot of choices in podcasts, and we're glad you're choosing this one. Check out the show notes, as always, on replicate.org. And you can hit us up on social media at Replicate Ministries on Facebook or at Replicate Men, that's M-I-N, short for ministries, at Replicate Men on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you don't mind, subscribe to the podcast. As always, share the podcast with a friend. You can text them right now if you want to, rate or review the podcast. And until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.